0: to recall the midwife i'm alex i'm becky i'm jen um just a quick reminder that this week's episode deals with postpartum and severe mental health issues terminal illness complicated and dysfunctional family dynamics and adoption so if those are topics you would prefer to skip this time we understand and hope you join us for the next one In this week's episode sister Julianne and
1: cynthia delivered pamela saint's baby a little girl called rose Pamela's husband George works on the river and they hang a green lantern in the window to signal that that it's a girl. Pamela becomes increasingly anxious that she has to keep everything clean and starts to display signs of paranoia. She takes to Sister Julianne when she suggests that her mother might come to stay. Pamela sends George to ask that Sister Julianne stays away. Dr Turner is eventually called, but Pamela tricks him into thinking that she's taken the sedatives that she's been prescribed. While they seek specialist help, things take a desperate turn when Pamela goes missing with the baby. They find her down by the river. Sister Julianne eventually talks Pamela around, but she's admitted to a mental health facility. Jenny Lee returns to Poplar, but she has to be assigned to the London because she's not quite ready to throw herself back into her old life. Faye Rawl is admitted. She's anxious about her pregnancy after experiencing a stillbirth. After a complicated labour, her baby boy is born by caesarean. Jenny Lee finds that the strict nursing style at the London doesn't suit her and she returns to Nanata's house. Sheila and Patrick are interviewed by the adoption agency, but a secret from Dr. Turner's past threatens their chances of adopting. Dr. Turner suffered from mental health issues at the end of the war. His way of dealing with it has been to not talk about it. Chumlee is frantically preparing for the return of her mother, Lady Brown. She's returning to England from Madeira, but it comes to light that she's unwell. Oh, this week's episode. <laughs> we say that we, every week there's
2: just still so much packed in. Before we start, I just want to do a big shout out to Caleb who's made my day today on Twitter. <laughs> oh. Saying that they love the podcast and they've been dying to hear from other people who love the show as much as I do. So I just I just love it. But that's the whole reason we started this podcast. I just
0: love
2: B- podcasts of people who are friends who've already got a rapport, and then they're speaking about something they love. So thank you so much, Caleb. You've honestly made my Sunday. It's not yeah, well it's Sunday today, but you know what I mean. Anyway. <sighs> On to series three, episode seven.
0: Oh my goodness. Are we
2: doing Pamela Saint First?
1: Yeah, let's talk about Pamela because the episode opens with Pamela and Oh, it's just a heavy storyline. Uh, How girls... clever was
2: that system though? How clever was the system with the green light? Oh
0: yeah. amazing. You know you know what it reminded me of, and, and this is this is probably more for our American listeners, but um uh, the it reminded me, I also grew up in um, Boston, which is very heavy in like Revolutionary War stuff, um, but it was very like one if by land, two if by sea kind of vibes because um you know she had like the green light for the girl and then some other color light if it was going to be a boy and in you know the midnight ride of Paul Revere it was like and sorry girls but like if, it was, if the British were coming by land it was like you know you do one type of light to alert everyone and then Paul Revere was going to ride through town and like alert the minute men that you know they had to get ready and anyways like but that's welcome.
2: What... like a welcome <laughs> for <florist, yeah>. us
0: <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> we were saying hello <laughs> um but you know let's not let's not press on the tender parts but anyways um <laughs> but I I just have to shout out Pamela because the actress who plays Pamela, because I just looked it up. Her name is Sophie Rundle. Yeah. And she is absolutely amazing. She is a young actress. She's only. Well, we,
2: she's massive overage, yeah.
0: I know but the thing is she's like only in her mid-30s but I have seen her now no surprise to anyone you guys especially I love British television I have watched every British mystery every British drama every British everything like that I can get my hands on I love it all and she is in so many amazing shows and I like as soon as I saw her I was like I can't believe like well she's
2: she's Ada in Peaky Blinders that's what she's most famous
0: for she's in that she was in Bodyguard with Richard Madden she was in Happy Valley. Yes, yes, she was also in that show. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was about the women who worked in um, Bletchley Park, and then like, but it was about their like after you know lives and everything. And she plays like this young code breaker who then goes to work in an office, but she had a terrible ex husband, and so she's kind of trying. She- but like, it's it's like four. Oh yeah, she's this-
2: amazing. Well, you know, oh! you know they've chosen someone really good at acting to do this role because obviously oh. it's a big storyline
0: yeah Yeah. and, and this is such a challenging part for her to play but she is so great like i i don't know how many awards she's won but if she hasn't won a million already she's on her way i love her she's fabulous okay so i just had to say that but to to the point of the story which is at first you're like oh this is going so well they're so cute like she's like you know, she comes home with him. At the, you know, right at the beginning, and she's like, "I want to have five babies. I want to have ten dogs. I want to have this big family, big happy family." And he's like, "Yes, yes, 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 yes." And then things just start to go downhill from there, and oh, it's really tragic.
2: Well, you can see she's starting to get a bit paranoid about stuff. Like I was a bit. Well, I was. I did. I wasn't. Well, left after my daughter, but not like that. I was nowhere near as bad as that. Right, but right. I was obsessed over breastfeeding, like the the ner- the doc the nurse. The midwife, fucking heck, we we're talking about midwives, I couldn't remember the word. Um, they were like, oh, best is breast, you know, you really shouldn't, if you're breastfeeding, you really shouldn't confuse the baby and give it like teats and bottles. And it was just absolutely horrendous. I, had, I didn't sleep for like five days. And my husband was like, just give her a bottle, it'll be fine. And I was like, no, we can't. Like, so ridiculously militant about oh. it.
1: Well, and the like, other thing that sets Pamela off is that her milk hasn't come in. So that's where she's, she's, but it's not even late. Where her anxiety starts. I yeah, and and, and it's so water.
0: Sister Julian says that. She's like, it's totally normal that you haven't had breast milk just yet, you know? So yeah. wait, Al, did you get caught up on the fact that you thought, like, you were you were caught in that whole thing of, like, if, if breast milk is best, like, n- anything else is, like, less and it's going to be harmful to well, her no, or whatever like that? Well, no, it was more like
2: the that? fact that they were, like, I had a really old school midwife and she was, like, and this is only, like, obviously five years ago, but she was, like, um, you don't, you, it'll confuse the baby, so don't try and, like, if you're planning on breastfeeding, which I was, she was like, you know, and it's there. All this stuff is like giving to you about how breastfeeding is so much better. It's best for the oh, baby, God. it's best for their immunity, it's best for. And I was honestly not right at all. I was very, very, very poorly. <laughs> and um, and I was just and she was there saying you've got to do it you, you know it'll confuse the baby and, and my husband had gone at six in the morning to go and get some milk from Tesco's but in, in like ready-made bottles
0: yeah. and like
2: it was like he brought heroin into the house or something I was really angry <laughs> at him and I was just like you can't do that like it was horrible oh. at the time though I was really feeling it
0: um, God, and it was because God. they were saying
2: you don't do that you don't do that you know and like if, if I'd had another midwife he'd just be like calm down it's fine like do you know what I mean yeah. like oh, well was- and
0: and, and I'll, I'll just say this, um, like, because I because not this isn't like a huge spoiler, but spoiler alert in future episodes, there is an episode that deals with yes. breastfeeding and like, you know, stigma around not breastfeeding versus breastfeeding. da, da, da And it re- becomes a really big issue. So, well, I know we'll talk about it more there. But, um, you know, I literally just had this conversation with my with my mom the other day because my sister, when she had her twins, um, you know, two babies is a lot to feed, uh, you yeah. know, and it's and hard if, doing one, well, let alone two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And actually there's another episode of called midwife that I just watched where there's these two sisters and one sister has a set of twins and the other one has a single baby and the twin mom it like her milk is just flowing. She's feeding both of them. No issue. And then it's causing problems with her sister. Who's having, you know, kind of maternal, um, insecurity or whatever like that anyways. But uh, yeah, just to say like, I, I mean, I, I always, I feel so much for, for moms who have, for parents who have that pressure to do X thing, because it's like, It's going to be fine. You know, the pressure on parents is just way, way, way too high. Well, someone five years
2: down the line, like, there was absolutely zero difference between breastfed baby and not. But obviously at the time, you're like, ah, like, I just want to do everything right. And I want to do it right. I want to do everything I can and...
0: Oh, I just a, was not right. It's a ridiculous amount of pressure that we put on new parents, and especially new moms. But we're we're getting we're getting diverted, which is partly which is definitely my fault yeah. So a, but
1: Pamela, hers kind of escalates into into paranoia. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and it was, she, she's
2: all OCD about water at first, isn't she?
0: Yeah, and then she's and then she's determined that Sister Julian is scaring little Rose, and that Sister Julian is bringing germs into the house. So um, just George. The Poor
1: George,
0: you get a sentenced. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, but um oh and then I have a note here that Sister Julian is okay, I, I don't I don't know what this note is. I'll follow up with it later, but um but so Dr. Turner comes in and he gives the diagnosis to be confirmed by a actual psychiatrist, but it it, it turns out to be the right diagnosis of what is it, uh postnatal psychosis? Yeah. Oh.
2: But also, it's, like, not just the fact that, obviously, Pamela Saint is losing her mind, quite frankly. She's not sleeping. You see, the the makeup was really good as well. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Which,
2: obviously, she's obsessed with cleanliness, and she's there trying to, like, wash the baby in boiled water when they come in and stop her, luckily. But, oh, like, yeah. Sister Julianne is having a crisis of confidence because she's just like, why why does she not want me? Obviously, this is before she realises it's psychosis. Yeah. But, mm, but mm, her husband mm. obviously comes, uh, Pamela Saint's husband obviously comes and is like, oh, you know, can we, can we not come round or whatever? <laughs> and yeah. it just really gives her a crisis of confidence. She's like, what's wrong? Why why don't they want me? Like, yeah. is it my age? Am I getting too old? And then there's a lovely scene with uh, Sister Monica Joan, and she's like, you are golden. And although they do not know it, the young need them more the old now more than ever
0: that's why i wrote it down i literally wrote sister Julianne is gold and i and i couldn't remember why i wrote that <laughs> down but do you remember al when we were you, you like were on this thing when we were in university where where you would sing do that you song when I, was
2: on it, I think you'll find i'm still on it when anyone gets dumped in fact i'm going to tell you all this all listeners you're out to get some gold literally <laughs> so if you're dumped right and it's not ever going to be your fault it's going to be theirs but if you, or end, even even end a relationship, maybe you dump them because you weren't being treated right, which you should because you're a queen.
0: Okay. Or you're just feeling bad. Something bad happened and you don't feel confident in yourself, right? Right. This is the song you need to listen to.
2: There's a singer called Beverly Knight. She's big in Britain. She should be big in America. She's amazing.
0: and She yep, does a song yep.
2: called Gold. Look it up on Spotify. The lyrics uh-huh. are next level for making you feel yourself. She's basically the 90s Lizzo. Listen <clears> to her. <laughs> <laughs> for lyrics that are amazing, because gold, your goal. It basically it's like I'm gold, babe,
0: and it's amazing. Yeah. And
2: you need to listen to it, and you need to be The amount of times I've sat there making people who were crying sing that song.
0: <laughs> well, ridiculous. I literally, I literally when, when when that scene happened, all I heard in my head was you, your voice going, "You are gold. Always believe in yourself." No, that's a different song. That's different song. Ballet. That's Sandra ballet. Well, maybe it is a different song, but that's. That's what, and it's not. It's still, the message is not that dissimilar. But that's what no, came No, it's into true. My head.
2: Both stand, but Beverly Knight is is the one—the lyrics you need to be listening to.
0: Yes, but the point is, you should always believe in yourself, and you are gold. And listeners take that message to heart as well. Yes. Sister so anyway. Julian,
2: this well. is a public service announcement now as well as a podcast. Yeah, uh, But yeah, so, uh, so poor Pamela Saint is going absolutely doolally, let's be honest. Yeah. And she's there thinking that Sister Julianne's trying to harm a baby, which mm. literally could not be further from the truth. Oh and she's gosh. obsessed with water. She's read facts about water going through the system free time. It does make you feel a bit ill if you think about it, let's be honest.
0: Oh, disgusting.
2: Um, <laughs> and, uh, anyway, so they walk in and uh, they're about to throw a baby in boiled water. Luckily, they stop there. They get the doctor. Mm-hmm. She's diagnosed. But at this point as well, she goes missing, doesn't she, when he goes out to get fish and chips because he realizes she's, yeah. she's taking
0: a turn, the husband. Yeah. So uh, we that, she... I thought he did just go for fish and chips. He did.
1: He and did. She was oh,
0: yeah, with yeah. The baby. Yeah. And then. And who's going to just...
2: miss out on fish and chips? Like from the chippy, well, I'd be like, I mean, that. By the that door I like a salivated dog.
0: That is as clear a sign as any that something has gone terribly awry in your life when you like leave the house, when you know fish and chips are about to be delivered to you. So yeah, less than so anyway, one right there.
2: no sign of this. We so now panicked because he's like, ah, yeah. I've gone to get fish and chips rather than actual medical help. So yeah. he <laughs> goes, and they're like, Sister Julian's like, right, is there anywhere where she normally goes? Is there anywhere? And she That's makes
0: like significant. Cynthia,
2: yeah. And she makes Cynthia stay at the flat, which if I'm honest, I'd have stayed at the flat if I was Sister Julian and Cynthia. But then,
0: then Cynthia doesn't stay at the
1: flat. No one stays at the flat.
0: Yes, that's true. But I think that's they might have like cottoned on to the fact that they found her, and so Cynthia's like, "Well, I know she's not going to come back here, so I'll just go with Doctor Turner."
2: Yeah. So she went onto the mid dock or something, and, yeah. uh, and she stood on the thing, basically about to throw her and the baby in to get clean in the river, because you know the Thames is notorious for being pristine and crystal clear.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially also, right down by the dockyard must, as well. The smell that must come off the river. Oh. 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 <laughs> all all major city rivers are like that like also she's here,
2: forsaken fish and chips for that
0: oh my <laughs> god the Hudson is disgusting the Gowanus is disgusting I mean like there's so many like I'm sure there's many many rivers that are just gross that are like anyways but yeah Three, so, you so know,
1: though, well, every wow. time the baby went out wrapped in a shawl the feet were never wrapped up yeah. just bare little feet hanging out
0: I know in freezing
1: cold temperatures
0: well, that's what Sister Julian says. She's like, she's too, she's too little to be out here like this. Like, you can, you know, like you want her to be safe, but like she, this is dangerous. Like, she's, she's freezing. I thought it was a bit risky, Sister Julian being
2: the one talking it down. Like, you know, get, get Cynthia on the job. But anyway, she talks it uh, down. Okay. She takes a wimple off because she's like, oh, it's your wimple that's like the problem. It,
1: it was weird. But then not, I think she's just obsessing over one, isn't it? As
0: part of the psychosis, yeah. she's obsessing yeah, over Yeah, she's thing. not in her right mind at this point. Yeah, she's not is she at
2: all, I don't know where. So anyway, she talks her down, and then poor Pamela Saint, oh, she mm. then gets admitted to like a mental hospital, mm-hmm. and then she has an electrotherapy t- treatment.
0: Oh, oh the electric. <laughs> like what got
2: me, though, is
1: when with that scene where they have a sign to say that she's obviously accepting that she's going to have electric shock treatment. Oh, yeah. no. Like, she's not in a, she's not in a fit state to be
0: no sign into anything no this exactly. Is a, this is a very complicated issue I think we even still deal with today. And you know, to you two and our listeners, I'm not going to beat the drum about mental health. I've done that many times. I'll probably do it many more times. but this this whole storyline just really broke my heart on so many levels.
2: Well, the fact that her husband was like, no, you can't yeah. take her. you can't take her. like she's not going nut out or something he said. And it's yeah. like the, the whole stigma. And obviously there's still stigma now, but obviously in those days. But then obviously oh. in the 1950s, it's not like he's going to be left home looking after the baby. He probably for one night, but then it went to his mum, didn't it?
0: No, it went to an aunt. Oh, an aunt. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Maybe that was in one of my like deleted scenes. I saw him struggling with the bottles and I was like, oh, he's really trying, but then they didn't show much other of that.
1: No, he just, he just palms the baby
0: off on an aunt.
1: <laughs> I think I would I- at that point.
0: <laughs> I thought it was so terrible where he um like sister- and I will say I think I think this storyline again was really about sister Julianne in a lot of ways and like her yeah. ability her like you know making it work and everything like that but like when she goes to him and she's like can you please visit her and he's like oh I don't know I don't think I, I don't think I can go I don't think I can see her like that like you know uh, no 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 and it was so heartbreaking I mean it did end in a happy way but yeah, well, oh, it was kind God. of half
2: happy because she was still there. She'd had the electrophone. We don't know what uh, damage that will have done to her. Yeah. And then, obviously, he brought the baby, and that was so cute. And they were just there with the baby, and it was lovely. Oh. And I felt so happy for her. But at the same time, you just don't know, do you? What's going to happen to her?
1: I mean, well, probably a lot of the depression as well that followed. Once they've actually dealt with the paranoia, just being separated from a baby would have been so hard.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, and
1: also Your hormones it mean, just you're literally programmed to need that near you right there yeah,
0: there yeah but also i just thought to myself now I, I, not, i'm not you know i'm not a, a psychiatrist or anything like that but like i thought okay well in the show they in the show they illustrate that the treatment the electroshock ter- therapy that she's getting is helping her but then i also just thought but like how much of what she was going through anyway was just hormonal you know i mean doctor says that like you know like she's she's you know her hormones are completely out of whack like how much would have been resolved anyway by just kind of, you know, letting those hormones like cycle out and like calm down and like kind of return to like a normal baseline for her. I don't, I don't know. I, I'm not saying anything that like, I, I know. but think
2: that's dramatic, if I'm honest, like, psychosis
0: with. Oh no, 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 it is totally. Yeah. And like she definitely needed to be in a hospital. She definitely needed to receive treatment. She definitely needed to to have that for sure. But I just thought maybe a component of healing is just her body like recovering from pregnancy yeah. and childbirth as well. I, again, also, I'm not...
2: breastfeeding, like I breastfeeding absolutely affected my mental health hormone wise. It absolutely sent me west. So yeah. maybe breastfeeding for her as well. Anyway, yeah. right. Well, we no, she never oh, she
1: never breastfed her because her milk didn't come in until she was down yeah. by the river. And then, she, and then so I, I mean, I think that was
0: perhaps triggered her paranoia, but it, it wasn't
1: yeah. the main component.
0: I'm just so glad that they left that storyline with a happy ending where she was able to, like, recover and go back home and be with George and Rose. Uh, you know, that was that was to me Lisa, the biggest silver lining. I was so glad I wasn't sure how I was going to go, but it did end happily.
2: Right. But Next just the amount of oh,
0: stigma, because obviously,
1: I mean, I don't think it was stigma with Dr. Turner, but he just didn't want to talk about his experience at the end of the war. Well, much to Sheila's annoyance. Oh, know, right.
2: Sorry, we got onto this. Sorry, I was like really confused then. Yes, yes.
0: But but and and this is actually leads into it. You know, you know, when Dr. Turner is with George at like, you know, saying to her, like, I've just given her Pamela a sedative, you know, we have to get her looked at by a psychiatrist or anything like that and he's like, Listen, this is what she has. And he says, There's no shame in it. And that, you know, I mean, like, talk about things you sometimes say to other people, but you're really saying to yourself, like to me, that was exactly a bridge. Because he clearly does still feel a lot of shame. We should about talk his... about
2: the Dr. Turner one now, then. Sure. Yeah. Uh, can I just say, I thought he was really petulant this episode.
0: <laughs> you thought <laughs> Dr. Turner was really petulant. Yeah,
2: the way he was like to, to Sheila, like, oh, third row, like, oh, where the ref- where's your referee? Oh, on the, about on the field. And she was like, F
0: And then he was no! like... <laughs> I, I kind of I agree with you until they had their fight and then I was like, okay, I am not saying that excuses it, but at least I felt under I felt understanding of why he was acting that way because it was clearly such a sensitive topic for him.
2: Yeah, but well, it still annoyed me. I was a bit like, that's your wife. Do you know what I mean? I know she gives you a handwriting lessons. But, you know, I know it's a weird <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> but I just thought it was really just thought he was being a
0: villain no he was he was but there was a reason for it it wasn't he was just being like he wasn't just being a jerk for being a jerk's sake he nah, I mean, he had a legitimate grievance i mean people people often act he- like jerks but they you know like there can still be like uh, you know under like reasons behind it that make it you know like at least understandable you know it wasn't like he was just trying to like be a you know yeah. and i mean
1: he has sought help for the issues that he had but you don't always i i just i think Sh- sheila should have respected his right not to Want to talk about it?
0: Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, but now... they had to
2: put it on the form, didn't they? So at least yeah. they should have, like, at least informed it.
0: Yeah. Well, and and I I agree. I mean, uh, so this is I it made sense to me that he was like, I, I don't want to talk about this. It makes me really uncomfortable. But then when Sheila was like, well, listen, Patrick, we're married. Like, if you think that I'm just going to let that stand and like, I'm not going to know about this and that we're just going to have this big secret part of your life that's, that's like, I never hear about, then you married the wrong woman. And I did actually think that was correct. I mean, I don't, ex- I didn't expect him to like 100% come clean right in that moment, but I mean, he's gonna have to work on it. He's gonna have to talk about it. Like you can't, you can't hide something like that from your spouse. Like even not, if the adoption part wasn't it, happening. It's,
1: there's nothing worse than being forced to talk about something with somebody that you just don't want to talk about. Yeah,
0: if if, but you're if it's your, your partner, yeah. Then, then I mean, there's a, there's a difference. Being I, about. I just think
1: Sheila, it was so difficult for him, and I don't think Sheila fully.
0: I w- I'm more on Dr. Turner's side on this. so you think that in in perpetuity going forward he 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 did not owe her any discussion or explanation of that time in his life. No, I think tell her, but it his
1: he said his way of dealing with it was not to talk about it and to for then force him to talk about it. I'm not saying keep it
0: entirely secret. uh-huh.
1: But,
2: I'm but I'm into forcing him.
0: <laughs> I don't I don't think you have to force him in that moment. But like, yes, at like he is going to have to work on it and talk about it. Like I, I I mean, if 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 it's that big of a deal in your life, just not dealing with it to me. Again, this is my but opinion. Once, it's just not she, an option. Okay. Not with people who loves you most. But
1: once she knows that he spent six months in that institution because it, he just found it really difficult at the end of the war and everything that he's seen you. You think he should have gone into more detail than that with her?
0: Yeah, definitely. It's not.
1: Oh, just no.
0: just knowing like the top line, log line, facts of like, oh, by the way, like after the war, I was like really, you know, like, uh, you know, like mentally unstable, and so I went to a hospital for five months, and then I came out of it, and now I'm fine. But I never want to talk about it ever again. Anyways, can we just leave it alone and never say anything? No, 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 no. Like, yeah, no, we're gonna have to have a bigger conversation than that.
1: I think that's unreasonable
0: okay <laughs> let, let, let me, okay let me give you an example different example what if like what if you what if you were like like married to somebody and then they were like oh by the way like um I, like when i was a kid i found out my dad wasn't really my dad and then like you know like my mom had an affair da, 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 da. but i'm never going to talk about it ever again and that's all you need to know and like that's it end of story yeah i'd respect that ah!
2: <laughs> <laughs> can i just say out of any can i just say it? i've kept my lippy Out of everyone in this trio, out of all of us, you are the least likely to leave anything. You ask the most questions out of anyone I've ever known. (laughs) (laughs) You have
1: no chance not
2: asking (laughs) about it.
1: No chance. Do you know why I ask the most questions? Because I've learned that from you, Alex.
2: Oh. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Can Absolutely. I just say, at least I'm honest about it, Bex. I'm there saying, yeah, talk about it. Gosh, oh, Max, Oh, man. You You're totally would, Max. You, next time she'd be like, you, you'd, be, you'd be like asking stuff like with you have
0: And then you'd go around to other people and be like, oh, so wait, you were in the hospital with Dr. Turner? Well, wait, what? Ooh, what did he say? Yeah, what, but you what was your like? you what, what, did
2: you? <laughs> where did you sleep?
0: <laughs> you'd like you would like find a way to crack into the medical records and like read every doctor's note from it you know at some step I know what my boundaries
1: are I know <laughs> what I can find out about and what I can't it's like with secrets if someone tells me a secret I know which secrets I can tell to other people and which secrets I truly have to keep
2: no that's true you won't know that yeah, I, I would tell totally that keep sure the secret. well but you know the same how to time... keep the confidence but at the same time, if I told you a secret, you'd probably want to know more.
1: Yeah. No, wouldn't I wouldn't. I'd be like, oh, okay, that's fine.
2: <laughs> anyway, let's change from this. Up! Shall we talk about Jenny being back?
0: Yes. Uh, can I just say it? I really, I, I don't know why this it's like really stuck in me. Like that, she literally walked up to the door of Nana's house and she like had to ring the bell. I'm like, does no one get a key? You're coming in and out day and night, all times a day. Why did you have to ring a bell? I don't know. That's like a really stupid. But is style, it but is I it even locked? Can she just walk in? Well, exactly. I, I I did I did not understand. Oh, also, Bex, your synopsis really did help me because I didn't really understand why she was going to the London. I just thought it was like she had to do a rotation there because she was like quote like due for it or whatever. But she tries to go there. Yeah, because she just didn't want the familiarity
1: of everybody knowing uh... what she'd been through and. Yeah, but she... then uh, okay. one... I hadn't I hadn't
0: caught that part, but.
2: Also, Sister Angelina saying she missed her. She, you've been missed, and everyone's all looking.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, oh my goodness gracious, she's got feelings. That was great.
2: Um, so she went to work in London, and she wore the uh, she wore the the normal Hartnell, normal yeah, uh, uh, violet purple, the big purple sleeves. Sleeve. I love it. Mm. Um, oh, weren't they so harsh on the ward about the the mothers
0: and stuff? Like, oh my goodness. Although that mother was a bit stuck up to start with. Well, yeah, but I
2: think it's more that she was, she was a bit, she was very, very nervous, wasn't she?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But she was like,
1: be careful with that suitcase. Like, no, she was just a bit, I'm going to disagree with you on everything. She was a bit unnecessarily (laughs) stuck up. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.
0: But Bex doesn't want to know anything more about why she was like that. She doesn't want any <laughs> context for why she's being such a rude lady. She just is going to say, "You know what? You're 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 being a bitch right now." And that's <laughs> the end of it. I'm going to respect her boundaries. <laughs> but like yeah.
2: the when- Right, when they're talking about the baby as well, like obviously she had the baby and she was all really worried about it. she had a stillbirth first and that's why she was like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, she never context to it. Baby yeah, it is awful time. that they would just spirit whenever there were any problems, they just spirit the baby away from them. Yeah, yeah but then oh,
2: she did terrible. actually have the baby, but no mm-hmm. one had told her. Like no, that's yeah, no. <laughs> awful. And it was totally fine. This new baby—it was a little boy, and it was all fine. And Jenny broke oh. the rules by t- bringing her a baby. Jenny literally broke the rules by telling a woman that she, her baby had survived and it was okay after she'd suffered a st- uh, stillbirth. Like that is traumatic, isn't it? Do
0: you do you think there's any world in which that mother like was just waking up from like recovery and sedation for the first time, okay. and that there hadn't been any opportunity to be told about the baby prior to that?
2: No, because you they wouldn't just put her on the ward, would you? I don't...
1: I, I, got the impression yeah, that's that what... was, she was just waking up.
0: That's what I wondered. I, oh, not, right. Well, I mean,
2: that's fair enough. Then they not she's not been conscious.
0: I mean, they were they were really hard on her anyway. So you know. Oh, also, wait, Mrs. Rawls' husband. I can't remember what what's her name. What's her first name? Oh, Faye's husband that drops her off and is like, okay. Anyways, well, good luck. Call me when the baby's born, and I'll come back and pick you up or whatever. <laughs> um, that guy. That guy is the. Actor who plays the Vicar in Grantchester, which is another show that I love. And he took over after I don't remember his name, but he took over after Jim Norton left um that show. Anyways, when I saw him, I was just like, oh my goodness, everybody is in this episode, but anyways. So um, anyway,
2: so she finds out about the baby, nurse Lee breaks all the protocols and all that. And then the thing that annoyed me a bit was when at the end, so this nurse is like, bearing in mind the NHS, obviously it's not as um what's the word? It's not as over, over well, maybe it was as it is now, but it's very oversubscribed at the moment. There's a big crisis on with the NHS mm-hmm. um, with lots of underfunding. But um, at that time, they were there getting, kind of getting used to all the NHS process and trying to make it streamline as good as possible. And there was one was for pre-mothers and one was for post, and it was very strict about the rules of that, and cross-contamination mm-hmm. and things Efficiency like that. And I get it. And yeah. That. And I get it, but then at the end, Jenny's like to the nurse, the main sister. She's like, "Yeah, it's just not for me. This like she's a bit rude to her. She's like, "Yeah, I can't just do that. That's not in me to be a nurse like this. I need to give full care all the way through." And I like the way the nurse, the the sister just walked off. Like F- off.
0: she was like, "Okay, well, bye. See you later." <laughs> yeah, then like, like um, well, like she was like, mm-hmm. "I was already on my way to something. Like I this was not an exit interview, Jenny. Like you can go if you <laughs> want to go. Like I got a, I got an emergency right here down the thing." What made me laugh though, and this is, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but like, and we can touch on this more in detail later, but like Jenny giving that whole speech, I'm like, Jenny, the speech you're giving right now is going to contradict everything you do in about two episodes. So to me, that was like a weird moment. Now, maybe I've forgotten what, what actually happens or whatever, but I I was just like, you're making this whole big thing about how district nursing and midwifery is like the thing for you. But like, spoiler alert, I don't. It's not for me. I can't do it. I like, could I could never. Yeah. If I have to sit with someone for fifty hours before they give birth, like I'm gonna do it. And I was like, oh, okay, well. Right
2: now, next storyline. Should we do Chummy and a Mum?
1: Yeah.
0: Lady Brown, heart breaking. I this this made her always gets me every time oh, she's
2: just poisonous like the second she sees it she's never even seen freddy or met him or anything at this point point. Oh. and she's like oh camilla i see that grace does not grow exponentially with age like oh what she's a cow mean,
0: she's mean from literally the moment they meet for lunch like to say that she's back in england in maybe America. she's got reasons for that
2: <laughs> well you wouldn't want to
0: know them so yeah you the just... context doesn't matter bex nothing about her history or future worries or concerns is of interest to you i know that much um, <laughs> but
2: there's stiff up a lip, and there's literally concrete up Like I've never known anything oh, like it. Like it's, it's just ridiculous old harshness. Why did she even have children? It's awful.
0: Oh, I mean that
1: but was she. Not- I mean, she wouldn't have even raised Chummy, did she? She went to boarding no. school, so it's yeah. like once you've. Had, although I don't know what's if you're going to send a kid to boarding school. Apologies to any listeners who send children to boarding school, but uh, I couldn't do it.
0: I could. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've had days where you're like googling, you know, like <laughs> how much can we get away? scholarships? <laughs>
2: she's five-year-old for, for, for only 10 months of the year i don't know no, i get it and this is me i'm an inverted snob and i'm actually being defensive it but i get it like they're doing it for the best start in life because all oh, but let's be honest everyone powerful and influential in this country has been to boarding school has right, been to right, Sweden, right. has been. so they're doing it to, they, they're doing what they think is best for them well
0: it's like what you do right i mean yeah these, exactly for not, these upper is... echelons
2: of society you know they're not yeah. like me um
0: yeah.
2: but then she invited her to tea and she like was like no like it's just like she like that's ready. And then she was asking then she then, then Lady Brown dropped the bombshell about her dad, basically saying she'd left it, which is so unheard of. And she's like, Where's uh, you oh, your watch? Oh I've left dad, basically. Yeah. Uh, and but then okay, she's the the she like, the, You were not brought up to pry.
0: But the way that she uses so like, the word like, Oh, he yeah. has he has other interests I thought, wow, the word interest is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that sentence. My God, like Read between the lines. Oh, Lord! But we find out that she's not well. So, did she
1: actually leave just because she wanted to die in England? Oh wait, wait, wait. Or did let's she
2: leave? Because she didn't let's just backtrack. Let's die just backtrack.
0: And... She, she, uh, the so lady, lady, whatever. Brown. So, Lady Brown shows up. She's like, I've left your dad. Like, you know, he's he's just going off. To, I like, I'm lonely. I'm I'm I don't want to do this anymore you know, whatever. I'm sure she knew she was really yeah. sick at that point. Very, very sick. And she was like, I can't spend my last however long that way. And I, not in a foreign country where no one cares about me and I'm all alone. So she goes back to England. But the thing we don't know is not just that she's sick, but that Chummy calls her father and talks to him. He's cut his he's cut her, Lady Brown off literally 100%. The woman doesn't have a penny to her name at this point, which I kind of could. I almost couldn't believe that. I was like, "Doesn't she have anything of her own? Like yes, anything?" But then, if she but how had own... does have anything. Like, I mean, surely she's got like Cause jewelry. Because he it would have be
1: been the be one name.
0: Yeah, it would be in his name. I'm not. That's... I'm not saying she has. Like, anyways, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, she does. Well, that's have why anything. she sold a watch. She does have jewelry. She's flogged it all. She's. She's completely destitute, and then. You know, she's trying to kind of like power through in the way that she only knows how, because that's what she's doing. But obviously, Peter and
2: Chummy don't know about the illness yet, so they invite us to the house. She comes. She comes for supper. She's a complete bitch. And then, um, and Chummy's all fretting about it, as you would be. And Peter says, "Chummy, I wish you saw yourself as I do." And I was like, "Oh, like, yeah." I just, I do, even though he's a doormat, I do love the way he loves it. Um, (laughs) but like, but he was like, and Mum was so disgusted at like Peter looking after Freddie, like. I know it was quite unusual in those days, but like it is actually lovely how much he loves her and stuff. Yeah. It loves Freddie and it's just a gorgeous thing. She's like, oh, he loves it. And she's like, mm. and then she brings out a salmon that she's like put loads of effort into. She's put a cucumber on and it's a really awkward atmosphere. And Peter <laughs> said, what a magnificent beast. <laughs> that just absolutely <laughs> made me laugh. And uh, oh, it just, I just thought <laughs> it was brilliant.
0: Beast applied to any fish ever in my life, but like, oh, he was just trying so hard. What I loved in that scene was when, was when you know Chummy was talking to her mother and she was like, you know, I I think you should stay with us, and you could see Peter's eyes just like bug out of his head, and he was like, oh uh, I don't, you know, uh, and 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 she was like, yeah, and you can have our room and everything, and I was, and he was just like, you know, like, yeah, but then she her. shows it
2: to the room, so she agrees. He shows it to the room. Yeah. and then um, and she's like oh well you know whatever time we need to be out early and she was like oh you were always a stomper like again oh, yeah. like she's literally she's giving so you a place for... and then she's like oh do you get the times and all, peter's all saki being like oh yeah we don't we get it a day late due to the you
1: know time, time difference at <laughs> london i have to say i'm a stomper people can my dad can hear me approaching the house just from the how heavy-footed i am
0: yeah That's some wrong. people just are yeah <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Where from? Where can you he from? <laughs> Down the <laughs> um, road. But yeah, also, exactly. there's
2: it so, so chummy as well, is like all panicking about the house and like doesn't want to show up. Like, she's just embarrassed about a house. Like, oh, we all. Um, and, then, yep. and just yep. a bit worried about people showing like a mum coming and stuff. And they've got this cat that his auntie got them. And she puts it away. Degree, yeah. 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 But then, but then after the horrible dramatic scene about schools, and like, which school are you sending oh, them to?
0: Okay. We cannot skip over that because that is the whole crux of the of the interaction. So just before the cat thing. So she hides it. Then Peter's like, you're ashamed of us. And she's like, no, I'm not. And so he takes it back out of the cupboard. And then he and then he leaves and goes to work. And then she's like, oh, and then she puts it back in the cupboard because she is kind of embarrassed or whatever. Well, anyways, fast forward. So... um, lord lady brown is reading the times and he said and peter comes into the living room and everything and says something about freddie's schooling and she's like oh well where are you going to send him for private school and he's like well actually we're really not going to do private school we're going to like just go with grant like the regular like we're um hoping for a grammar Yeah, like grammar school and just, you know, he'll be he'll be okay or whatever. And then Lady Brown is like, well, I can't abide that like, you know, terrible. And then Chummy comes in because she's overheard the conversation as she's coming down the stairs. And she's like, listen, I don't want my I'm paraphrasing. She's like, I don't want my son raised in like a heartless and like love vacuum, basically. Like, I don't want him crying himself to sleep every single night. Like, whatever like we're going to provide for him the most important thing we're going to give him is love in his life and like if you disagree with that then like maybe well, she's really do you
2: really need to- crying because she's absolutely confronting her mom about the fact that she was so cold with-
0: yeah and she's and she's like the tears are chewing down her face and she's like listen if you don't agree with that and you don't agree with this then maybe you do need to leave and like i'm not ashamed of our life at our our life here and then she walks to the cupboard where she hit that ceramic cat and pulls it out And she's like, listen, you know, just be gone when I'm back, basically. And then she like walks out the door and tears are streaming down her face. And and, like you can tell her mom is like genuinely like it's finally broken through. Like she she actually feels something like legitimately, you know, for her daughter who's, you know, revealed this to her. And I think I think Lady Brown does love Chummy.
1: She just can't express it. Yeah.
2: She want to pry. (laughs)
1: <laughs> she respects it's, too personal. it's too personal we don't need to go there we
0: just keep it to ourselves no need to discuss yeah, it. it it's
1: just people some people aren't don't out aren't outward huggers and they don't express it in that way
2: i'm not a hugger
0: uh, listen there's a difference between not hugging and like doing what lady brown did and like yes she may love her daughter but that is one of the most dysfunctional ways to like be a loving parent i'm sorry i i maybe it's not fair but I'm just so judgmental of Lady Brown she's a nightmare but she's that's probably how she was raised so she's just
1: raising chummy how she was raised it's all that is yeah that is very true
0: okay I I, I'll I'll say this I completely respect that Bex and I think you are exactly right I 100% agree with you there the thing that I and I and I and I also do believe that people are always trying to do their best I really do believe that I that you know sometimes I feel cynical but um, 99% of the time I really do think that people are trying to do the best and they are trying to do the best with what they have and I do think that that's all that Lady Brown has but at the same time even though I get that I can't I still really struggle with her in the fact that she just blindly follows that pattern and she never interrogates like who is my daughter what does she care about what does she love like what might she need for me like how can i have a relationship with her where i'm not just constantly criticizing and undermining her and like so yeah sure i get it but at the same time like i'm not going to give her any credit like for just doing what she like was raised to do or what she like never interrogated her own self about like being a parent or doing any of that. Like it, she probably she, doesn't even realize she that
1: she's undermining to me. She's probably it's probably a really something she's doing subconsciously. It, she probably doesn't mean any harm by it. And again, that
2: was the way she. was know, well, but I actually do agree with Bex a bit here because I feel like that's probably how her mom
0: spoke to her,
1: and then, and
0: then, then she's outside. doing it. Yeah, sorry. Well, that, that's all fine, but that's literally the de- definition of no self awareness. Like, you're just an unconscious yeah. being just yeah, floating through life. Like, you can- <laughs> <laughs> she's a pusho. She's a pusho. <laughs> like, you can be that way, but you don't get credit for being that way. Like, I I'm not giving a credit,
2: but yeah, I'm saying, like, that. like, that's basically how Boris Johnson's raised. And that's how he's a psychopath that ruined the country. Do you know oh, what I mean? All, like- and
0: how a lot of other famous people that have been in the news lately were raised, too. <laughs> yeah. We won't get yeah. into it. But, yeah, like. Yeah, and I will say I I I'm not going to say anything about what happens in the next episode because we both know, we all know what's coming, but like that episode is actually incredibly powerful, and I am very excited to talk about it because because we know what's going to happen with this relationship specifically. So well,
2: I just want to say one thing as well. This episode as well really highlights why um, Chummy was so worried about becoming a parent because she was probably worried yes. that she was going to do the same with her child, and, yes. she, and mm-hmm. she didn't want to because she. You know, she wanted to love him. She wanted to yeah, be there for him, even before knowing it was a him. But do you know what I mean? Like, I think this really does highlight. And it also shows how different Chummy is to that. And yeah. I think you can go from two situations. You can either carry on the cycle of abuse. Let's be honest, it's quite abusive. Yeah, it is <laughs> or really abusive, you can yeah. go yeah. against
0: it, and she's gone against it. So good on her. Anyway, right. So, wait, wait, sorry, sorry. I, I, I just, I, I know I'm doing this all episode. But, like, so, okay, this is not going to matter in the context of the episode i'm referencing it from but um lucille who comes from jamaica and works at poplar she's one of our our midwives in the future she has a line um talking to i can't remember her name anyway she's talking to one of the other midwives and she says you know like i was born on an island nation and when you live in an island like you know you kind of have to decide like or, or like no wait she says like wherever you come from you have to decide like there are some people who like can't can't go and there are some people who can't stay and I was the one that couldn't stay and I've thought about that line so much for so many reasons and I won't get into all of that but to me chummy is the one who couldn't stay and her mom is the one who couldn't go like chummy's like lady brown like was raised a certain way was brought up a certain way she completely fulfilled like the predestined like life course that was set out for her and Chummy 100% broke free of that in literally almost every way you can imagine. Well, do and not think I'm not Chummy saying was that a...
2: one. Do you not think Chummy was an in- inspiration for her insofar as obviously she has left yeah, her maybe. husband? Yeah. And maybe. she's actually been an inspiration for her, but she'd never give her credit for it, obviously.
0: But... Yeah, I think that's a very insightful way to look at it. Yes, you, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got to give credit where credit's due. So, but yeah, I mean, Chummy, like, it's so radically different. And the fact that she goes on that journey, it just makes me respect her even more, so. There you go. Yeah. God, right, I can't can we... believe how much we've talked about this oh, episode! No. Like, we started with Pamela and now we're here! Oh my word, anyways.
2: Uh, right,
0: Trixie and Tom. Oh! I forgot sure. about this storyline! God, there's like ten major storylines in this episode.
2: Well, can I just say, last week, I was not a big fan of Trixie, and I'm still not this week. She was an absolute cow. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: We need to explain that that trick um Thomas tricks you out again. Yeah. Um Trixie basically yeah, but she's also- like,
2: I'm not into Bibles.
1: Like, why are you gonna have a It's not for
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I literally Trixie? wrote I, I literally wrote in my notes like these two are the good on paper people and then when you meet and re- You know how you know how we've all gone on dates where like in advance, like you're like, oh this guy is so perfect for me. He's got blah 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 blah, blah whatever it is. <laughs> and then you-
2: she likes dances he likes. No, 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 but like, but she was
0: like, oh, he's so handsome, and he's this, and he, you know, like, like, I think both of them saw things in each other, like, before they really got to know each other, that they were like, oh, this is ticking Xbox, like, and they were like, you know, like, going there, and then, when they actually try to start being together, it is so clear from the word go, and this episode was the same exact thing, that like, well, I've not, I've not
1: explained that Trixie basically wants Tom to take him, her to a dance, but Tom makes excuses because he can't dance.
2: Well, he lies. Um, he
1: lies. <laughs> yeah. Re- re- so, re- really um, Fred steps huh? in with Patsy and they basically give Tom dancing lessons. Trixie sees. Does she see?
2: Yeah.
1: She Trixie finds sees, out. She sees Tom and no, Patsy.
2: Before all, the all this, waterfall. he's like, oh, I'll take you to the dance. And then he lies saying a man is dying. Right? Which no, he no, no. No, Trixie does. No, really,
0: no, Trixie really Trixie tells- no, no. He said, no, wait, sorry, sorry, girls. He says, I'm really sorry about our date. I want to take us out on another date. Can we go for dinner? Can we go for a walk? Can we do something like that? And she says, well, you can take me to a dance. I go to a dance on Thursday nights or Wednesday night or whatever it is. And he's like, uh, and she's like, yeah, pick me up at seven. Okay, bye. And then she like goes off. And then he's like, oh, clearly, you know, like didn't want to agree to that. And then when he shows up, he's like, oh, and she's like dressed to the nines, all that. And then that's when he lies and says a parishioner. Is yeah,
2: but still, that is a really long way to go. Like, just say something else, like one of my parishioners needs me or something. But to say someone's died, now that was bad. But then her reaction to a man dying, <laughs> she was Did just it, like... Did dying? I think he's
0: like in crisis. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But anyways, yes. the her
2: reaction was not one that was like, oh, no, obviously they'll need your help. Don't worry about it. She was like, ugh. And I like, stormed upstairs. I just thought she was yeah. awful
1: well do you know what annoyed me with Trixie as well is when um Fred is explaining because Trixie basically says to Fred I wouldn't have taken you for a dancer and he's saying about how he used to dance with his wife and how he really wanted words and everything yeah but instead of just instead of being sympathetic towards Fred she's more like oh you're tugging at my heart as if like stop making me feel guilty for well
0: but Fred says to her he's like (laughs) listen like he shouldn't have lied he he stood you up in like not a good way, and Fred even says that to Tom too. So it's not one hundred percent on Trixie. I mean, come on, if you yeah, if ditch that I'm way, two Tom shouldn't Tom, Tom should lie. I just they both were not at their best. Trix, yeah, Trixie's not Trixie's
1: not at uh, her best at the moment.
0: I will say I was more irritated that Trixie suspected Patsy of doing anything than I was about her and the Tom because I kind of thought okay I get why she's like this way with Tom and like irritated with him or whatever but like even Patsy she's like you know Trixie says something to her about oh I saw you with Tom doing this like well 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 and Patsy's like well no it's not what you think and by the way like I'm offended that you would even think so yeah and I was like yeah honestly you should be offended like that is like completely inappropriate like
2: why I like, like the way like, she was like, "It's not my type at all." There's certain things he lacks, a vagina, and certain <laughs> things he has too much of, a penis.
0: For me, Because, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert, <laughs> he's a lesbian. <laughs> I just thought that I just thought that was perfect because then Trixie's like, "Wait a minute, what?" Like she clearly is not. She's like, so you "She's know. too
2: into herself to even work out." Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So anyway,
2: they do end up. Now she finds out, and she's all like, "Oh, so you." you couldn't dance, you could have just said. And he's like, well, he didn't let me... Anyway, right. then, they do go to a dance, but he's still nervous, because, like, yeah. to be fair, I would be. And uh, and to be fair to them, they did actually have quite a nice time just dancing outside the dance yeah, hall. Yeah, that was really Also, save yeah. the, them uh, on extras and a dance set, and... Uh... <laughs>
0: <laughs> they just put that seedy sign in that, like, dingy alley, and that's all they had to do for the... I was thinking, scene. is
2: it the same place that uh, Reverend... Uh, Oh
1: what was uh, said. You know Applebee's what Thornton I you know what I wondered there, if it was
0: I wondered if it was the same dance that um that Jenny and Jimmy and Chummy and Peter and Cynthia and Trixie went to like way back in the season yeah. one when they all went to a dance. That's what I thought they were gonna do was take them to that like weekly dance hall thing or whatever, but they never made it inside. But yeah. But they worked it out. They're back they're back they're back on the good, you know. Thing or whatever, I think this relationship is going to lead Trixie to her ultimate kind of big life revelation, isn't that right? Yeah, okay. Well, anyways, we'll get but into that later.
2: But they're not right for each other, and it's clearly everyone's they're not right for each other. Even when I first watched this years ago, before I carried on watching the rest of the stuff, yeah, I at the time was a bit like, they're not suited, they're no, like, them. no, no. Yeah
0: they're they're they have good chemistry but they are completely have have no business being with one another have no business being with one another yeah Ugh. should we do right. heroes and zeros yes who's going first uh, i i i clearly will not have my hero and zero ready so you guys should go <laughs> first <laughs> Next then? right so my hero is sister Julianne.
1: nice mm. because obviously at the start with the pamela storyline she took it to heart she started doubting herself she was essentially rejected but she stuck with pamela um and and kind of visit she was the only one visiting her in the hospital um and yet she just she reassured her that she would get better from this and she kind of stuck with her throughout yeah Yeah. my zero is gonna be sheila for making dr turner talk (sighs) about it
0: I'm
2: not going to say a <laughs> word. I want mine, but you literally gave me a drubbing for Jimmy when it was my zero, but you're letting that <laughs> one go.
0: Well, <laughs> listen, I, I'm happy to read Bex out on here if you want me to, just to, like, oh, no. even the score or whatever, but yeah. I'm trying to learn my lesson and not argue with heroes and zeros.
2: Thank you. My hero is... It was going to be Fred and Patsy for teaching uh, Tom to dance, but I really, Trixie, just to me know no. My hero is going to be Sister Monica Joan for... Okay. Um, I feel like her pep talk really helped Sister Angel- uh, Sister Julianne, and yeah, really kind of yeah. gave her the, the buoyancy she needed to bounce back and go and actually help Pamela Saint. And um, whereas mm-hmm. I think I feel like she was feeling really down, I don't think she would have without that pep talk. So Sister Mo- Sister Monica Joan is my hero. My hero's Trixie for being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> She's been a bit. I love Trixie, but she has not been the best
0: version of herself that she could be
1: no she's not that was a nice needs, way if of saying to it
0: talk about it i want to say something but i'm going to keep my mouth shut Yeah. okay oh <laughs> i said i was okay <laughs> also by the way i want to use your own words against you because i actually just remembered something you had said like from way back but i won't even do that okay um my zero is going to be lady brown because she eviscerates chummy Every single time we see her and I just can't abide it. Chummy is one of my favorite characters. I love her so much. And uh, it's just, I, I can't tolerate that kind of um, from, from Lady Brown. And my hero is going to be Chummy for standing up to her mother when- yeah you know, the time came and, you know, God bless Peter because you can tell that he is just like thinks that he has the mother-in-law from hell and he does. And he bites his tongue every single time because he loves his wife so much. And he understands that, you know, like, you know, it's her mom and he shouldn't get involved and that's exactly right. But then Chummy really takes a stand and I just, I love her for it. I respect her for it. I just, I think it's so important in terms of her character evolution, like you know the growth that she's had, and I, 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 you know, and truly that is like saying something like that and standing up to that kind of a person in your life takes a lot of guts. And so I truly think she's a hero. So, chummy.
2: I forgot about Lady Brown if i Just then, when I was doing me uh, heroes and zeros. So. <laughs> Well, there's oh. too much in this episode. She was, was worse than Trixie, to be
0: fair. Um, <laughs> I literally was like, is this episode an hour and a half? Because as I was watching it, I was like, it just keeps going. I could not believe it. I, I, script writers do it.
2: There's so much to keep up with. I,
0: I really have no clue. I mean, oh, my word. Uh, yeah.
2: Anyway, so uh, that is it was done. Next week, it is going to be series three, episode eight. you so much for listening thank you to everyone on social media can I just say we're getting so many lovely things said to us on social media like all the mm-hmm. lovely feedback honestly I can't tell you how lovely it is um remember to follow us on Facebook follow us on Twitter follow us on Instagram uh yep. be, subscribe uh leave us a leave us a review we subscribe to our YouTube and mm-hmm. um, we, we just love it thank
0: you so much see you next thank
2: week you. see you next bye. week bye, bye.